This is the Soul of Wisdom. I am Dan. Great to have you here today. Happy MLK Day. Um, I'll be honest with you. MLK Day kind of confuses me just a little bit because we're told, and, and I believe it to be true, that this was a great man who made great change, positive change for our society. And I, I like I said, I totally believe that. But in the same respect, so many people, especially in the black community, seem to be so fast to dismiss him, to say that what he was fighting for is, is no longer important to us for some reason. We've gone from a situation where the, the, he was saying that the content of our character and not the color of our skin should be how we're judged, and all of a sudden it's all about skin color again. So it's it's a conflicting day for me. I want to I want to believe that the ideals that he held are something that we should still be aspiring to achieve, but then in the same respect those who in theory at least should be behind that ideal because of who that man was especially they they don't seem to be there. So I I I don't know. Um let me know your thoughts in the comments on, on what you think of this day because to be honest I'm just not real sure. Um, it's it's confusing. But let's get into a couple of things here. Again, I am Dan. This is the Soul of Wisdom. If you haven't come across this channel before, greetings, welcome. I'm happy to have you here. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to this channel, hit the notification bell uh, for a couple of reasons. First, I say this on practically all my videos right now. I think it's very important that we support people who have ideals that we appreciate, who speak the the truth on things, who are willing to have discussions on things. Uh, and that's what we try to do here. So if you appreciate that, please do support by subscribing, hitting the notification bell, liking this video. These things are important. This is how we get out in front of people. But don't just do that for me. Do that for any content creator. If you like what they have to say, if you support what they have to say, these things don't cost you anything, but they make a huge difference because we're all fighting the dreaded algorithm. And that is how we get around it. So consider that. Also, if you aren't noticing at the moment, uh, we're live. And I'm going to get more into that uh, in a little bit. But because we're live, if you are a subscriber or you're subscribing for the first time, be sure to hit that notification bell so you get an alert when we go live. And if you have the time, you can join in. And I'd appreciate that. Okay, so I got two stories I want to I want to get into today. And I'm going to go ahead and pull it up on the screen here. Uh, this first one is is very sad on multiple levels. And this happened over the weekend. Alabama basketball player Darius Miles charged with capital murder in deadly shooting. That's just unfortunate. I mean, for everybody involved. But let's get into it. Uh, Alabama men's basketball player Darius Miles was among those charged with capital murder in the shooting of a 20-year-old woman near Bryant-Denny Stadium. Miles, 21, and Michael Lynn Davis, 20, were charged in the death of Jamia Joe Harris. Hope I pronounced that right. Uh, in an early Sunday morning shooting that took place blocks from the football stadium, authorities were dispatched around 1.45 a.m., and the driver of the vehicle told responding officers that the suspects fired shots into his car and killed Harris, according to the station. Uh, the driver told officers he returned fire and thought he struck one of the suspects. The station reported that one of the suspects suffered non-life-threatening injuries. 
Officials said it appeared the shooting was a result of a small argument between the suspects and the victims. I don't know if we need to get into any more of the details of that story. That pretty much paints what happened. But there's a couple of things to consider here. First off, allegedly, this happened. We have to say that, so I'm covered and everybody's happy that we said allegedly. So calm down, YouTube. I took care of that. But... It's sad, isn't it, that you have, what was it, 20 and 21 with the age of these two guys? Yeah. Yeah, Miles, the basketball player, was 21, and Michael Lynn Davis was 20. So you have two people who have barely started their lives, uh, don't even have fully developed brains yet because we're learning that they're not fully developed until 25. And these guys went out and murdered somebody, allegedly. <laughs> what? an incredible waste that is. And if you think about Darius Miles, this is a guy who is on the Alabama basketball team. Now, that's not the easiest thing in the world to go out and achieve. Now, it doesn't mean he, he was destined for the NBA or anything like that. But if you think about it, he's going to be there on a scholarship. I highly doubt this dude was a walk-on. So He's getting his college paid for based on the skill that he has. So at the very least, he has this opportunity placed in front of him to improve his life tremendously, to get himself set up for a future where he can have success, where he can achieve things in his life. And in an instant, it appears to have all been thrown away. He's been dismissed from the team. So even if they clear this up, I don't see him coming back to play basketball anymore. I don't see him going back to the university to study. I think it's all gone now. At least that. Most likely his life is thrown away. Because if these charges sticks, and most of the time they do, he's going to end up in prison for the rest of his life. I don't know what Alabama does for capital punishment. I believe they have it. Because it's, well, yeah, they charged him with capital murder. So in theory, I guess he could be charged with capital punishment convicted and then sentenced with capital punishment. So it's possible. Regardless, he's thrown it all away. And what? Over an argument. Now, I don't even know if it really matters what they were arguing about. But the idea that the discourse in this country has fallen to the point where you have a couple of people who just don't agree on something and the solution to it is we're all going to pull out our guns and start shooting, is lunacy. But, but we see it happening a lot, unfortunately. And oh, by the way, I am pro-2A. I am pro-gun. Honestly, I believe we should all be armed. And there's a reason why I believe this. I live in Arizona. And we're a weird state right now, and that's a discussion for another time. We're weird politically. But when it comes to our guns out here, we are the Old West. We really are. Everybody is armed. And for the most part, nobody tries anything because of it, because we're all carrying. And a well-armed society, I'm finding, for the most part, is a peaceful society. But you also have to have some level of, of understanding of that weapon, some level of when understanding of when to use it, some idea of what is right and wrong. And that is the bigger issue here to me, is that we're not doing a good enough job, and we haven't for a couple of decades now, of teaching our youth the difference between right and wrong, 
the difference between good and bad, what you should do and what you should not do. We're instead trying to rule our lives by emotion. We talk again and again about how your feelings matter so much and live your truth and things like that. All these things that are, aren't fact-based, they're, they're feeling-based. And the result is, if we're living so emotionally all the time, our emotions can overtake us and run out of control. Which this, I would guess, is yet another example of that, where we have an argument and it gets so heated and you can't control yourself because you've never been taught things like discipline. You've never been thought, taught that it's important for you to back down, to not seek out a fight. Instead, you give into emotion, it boils over, and the next thing you know, you've shot somebody and your life is gone. Now, I don't come to you with any idea of precisely how we fix this because, honestly, I guess the best idea is it has to be fixed one piece at a time, and that means working with the people who are immediately with you. If you have children teaching them the difference between right and wrong, I'm not going to say that I know what Darius Miles went through in his life so far. I have no idea how he was raised. I have no idea how his family situation was. None of it. I don't know. So it might just be that the dude had a really bad night. But I will say that more often than not, whether it's Darius Miles or somebody else, these situations often come from somebody who hasn't been taught the difference between right and wrong, good or bad. Somebody who is constantly living on the edge with their emotions and their feelings and just this anger that builds within them until it eventually boils over and bad things happen. That is cultural death for us. That is societal death for us. And unless we can get a hold of it, and again, I think it just has to happen one family at a time, one piece at a time, and it's you got to put in the work. But if we don't put in the work, more and more stuff like this is going to happen, and unfortunately, it's going to be the death of us, I think. And it's sad. Again, this is a, this is a guy who had everything laid out in front of him to set himself up for success in life one way or another. And now it's all gone. So it's a sad, sad situation, especially here on MLK Day to have to cover something like that, to have a member of the black community have so much in front of him and so many doors opened just to slam them all shut in what appears to be one fit of rage. It's just no good. Okay, real quick before I get into the second story, as I said, uh, I'm live right now. I'm realistic. I don't expect that I'm going to have hundreds of viewers straight away. But there's a reason why I'm going live, and we're going to try to do this as a rule now. We've had this channel for 15, 16 months now, and the growth on it has been very sporadic, but the analytics are really good. When people go to my videos, they stick with them. And the feedback is generally good. The conversation on them is good. And I enjoy doing this. If you've watched my, my channel at all, you know a little bit about me. And you know that I have kind of a corporate background, but for the last decade, I've worked for myself. But I've spent so much of my life as a teacher and a trainer. I've spent it talking with people. I enjoy engaging. I enjoy sharing knowledge, things like that. So this fits for 
who I am and what I do. I like this sort of thing. And from a business standpoint, it fits too, because quite honestly, if I'm out in front of people, I can also discuss the businesses that we run and the products that we offer and things like that. But the problem really has become for me is trying to fit this in with everything else that I do. It is very difficult. Again, not to get into great detail. If you've watched my channel, you know some of this, and I'm not going to give the entire soul family history. But in my home, I take care of several people. I have several businesses that I run. We have a son that we homeschool, and it's a lot going on all at once. And the YouTube thing, and, and I also am on Rumble and Facebook. You could be watching me there. I also have on the podcast side, audio only. But anyways, the, the big challenge is fitting this in with everything else going on. So the reason that I'm going to start doing these live is that my style has always just been to turn on the camera and talk. That's what I do. I don't edit things. I don't script it. I just, I find a topic and I get on the camera and I talk. So I'm eliminating the middleman. Because what I would do before is I would have to record these things and then I got to upload them and do the thumbnail and the description and the blog and all that extra stuff takes like a half an hour. I'm cutting all that out. My hope is to find a consistent time that I can go live. We're not there right now. And my hope is to be able to do it Monday through Friday. And I think for the most part, I can do that right now. It's just going to be a question of it might be different times throughout the day. So again, if you haven't turned on the notification for this channel, please do that so you know when I go live. And of course, the streams will be available after the fact. And I think I'm also going to be cutting out segments and posting those separately, uh, at least for episodes where there might be something that that was really good that deserves its own segment. So hopefully that makes sense as to what we're doing. And hopefully I can bring more content and help this channel grow. I mean, that's the big thing is with the inconsistency of being able to post, it's hard to get out in front of more people. It's hard to have growth because the algorithms don't favor you in that case. So we're going to try it this way and see how it goes. I've got high hopes. We've done a lot of planning. We've done a lot of investment to make this work. So here's hoping. And you can let me know what you think in the comments about uh, this stream. Let me know if the stream quality is good. It looks like it is from my end. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Okay, with all that having been said, let's get into one more thing here. Since we inadvertently ended up on a sports theme with the Alabama basketball player, <coughs> excuse me, let's talk about Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. We all know the Buffalo Bills uh, because of the crazy injury to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, even if you're not into football, I think pretty much everybody in the world knows who DeMar Hamlin is now. And I'm glad to see that he's home and recovering and going to be okay because, quite honestly, it didn't look like that. It didn't look like that's the way it was going to be. But some interesting things have come up with Josh Allen, who is their quarterback. And he's talking about a spiritual awakening that this event had for him. And I'm just going to pull a couple of quotes. This is from SportsSpectrum.com. Uh, but he says, I was just going around to my teammates saying, God's real. And then he said, I said in this, I said this in my press conference the other day, there was just kind of a spiritual awakening really for me. And I know a lot, I know for a lot of people, maybe it didn't have the strongest belief or wasn't one of the biggest, strongest Christian followers to see what's transpired here. It's a crazy, crazy feeling. It's something I've never felt before. 
It's something I know a lot of my teammates have never felt before. Uh, you really can't do anything but accept it and lean on your brothers and share that moment with them. And he goes on to say, it's been so long since I've actually been to church. Uh, I went this last offseason one or two times, but not as much as I really should have. But again, I think this conversation that we're having right now, we've all had these conversations in the locker room. It's been really cool to see how these guys have moved and touched this whole instance and situation to see this country come together to support DeMar and maybe having those talks. Again, it doesn't matter what you think or who you think in. I'm not going to judge you based on that. Uh, but to hear some of these stories, these feelings from our guys to be going through the situation, it's really cool to see this unfold in front of us. And then it goes on to talk about how their coach, Sean McDermott, is also openly Christian. So I just found this, this story interesting for a couple of reasons. First, it's good to see that maybe out of out of some bad that happened that day, out of a little bit. It's not even a tragedy because he's alive, but it's definitely a scary, unfortunate situation. It's nice to see that perhaps Josh Allen and maybe some others had a little bit of awakening that there is a little bit of a higher power, that there is something bigger than us, something greater than us. And I hope more and more people have it. One of the things that I noticed in any of the the articles that I read on the um on the Hamlin situation, people would would often comment in the comment section under these articles that that you know God is good, glad he's better, something like that. And then a whole slew of people just hatred towards the idea that God might have anything to do with it. And I think to myself, how sad is it for these people? I've said to anybody that can listen for as long as I can remember, find something to believe in. I don't care if you call it God or Buddha or Allah or Gaia or Joe next door. But you have to have something that you believe in. Otherwise, everything we're doing here has no meaning or value. You have to believe in something greater. And we're wired for that as human beings, too. And if you don't have that, I think you tend to be very empty inside. So I'm glad to see that Josh Allen and hopefully some others on his team have maybe found this. And maybe it helps them lead more fulfilling lives. Not that their lives shouldn't be fulfilling already. They're all millionaires who play a game for a living. Good for them. Good, good work if you can find it. But again, that's only one piece of the puzzle, isn't it? If you want to have a fulfilled life, I think part of it has to be some kind of spirituality in you, some kind of belief in something, anything. If there's one thing, though, that I do hope that Josh gets a hold of in the future, and quite honestly, any of it, any of us rather, don't be an apologist for having faith. Now, he didn't fully go there. But he kind of went there when he said words like, I'm not going to judge you. It doesn't matter what you think. That's almost apologetic. And I think as, as Christians, at least, if you are Christian, so often we're, we've gotten ourselves in this position where we just leave aside the strong belief we have and almost replace it publicly with with an apology tour 
Like instead of coming out with saying, I have this faith and I'm proud of it. It's more of a, this is what I think. But if you don't, that's okay. I don't judge you. You know, and, and it, it comes across weak. I don't think we need to say that if we have belief. If you have belief, speak it and speak it proudly. I think it's understood, quite honestly, that if somebody else, or it should be understood, that if somebody else doesn't have that belief, life goes on. I, you know, I, I just said believe in something. I don't care if you're Christian. I happen to be. But if you aren't, have some kind of faith in something because it will ground you. And that kind of dovetails back into the first story with the basketball player. What kind of faith did he have? I'm guessing, and, and people like him who commit these crimes. I think for most of them, they don't have a faith in anything else. They're empty inside. But, you know, so I don't think we need to apologize for that or couch our words. Be, be out there with it. Be proud of it. Just my thoughts. But I'm glad to see that Josh has had some kind of awakening that he's perhaps moving back to God. Uh, I hope it works out for others as well. And um, hopefully that's a good thing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and leave it there for today. Let me know what you think about these stories in the comments. Uh, you know, are you as disturbed as I am about people like um, uh, like this Alabama basketball player just kind of throwing away these opportunities for stupid reasons? Uh, what do you think about Josh Allen and his kind of re, uh, rediscovering of God? And let me know what you think, too, about... Uh, about your own your own faith and do you think it's important that uh that there there be some kind of belief in you have you have you found that to be something that you need or maybe not let me know but again i'm gonna go ahead and leave it there for now please do like subscribe share if you have not done so already i will most likely stream again tomorrow fingers crossed that the world allows me to do it i've enjoyed speaking with you today until the next time i see you thanks for watching